This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK. Audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Welcome everyone to a new broadcast coming to you from Radio Romania International Studios in Bucharest. I'm Vlad Palcu. Let's look at the top stories today. Romania's energy minister Vigil Popescu says that the government decree capping energy prices does not breach European legislation, as the National Energy Regulatory Authority had previously claimed. And 3 million school and preschool children start a new school year on Monday. Romania's energy minister Virgil Popescu wrote on social media that the government's emergency decree capping energy prices does not breach European legislation. Romania's National Energy Regulatory Authority had previously warned that the decree might trigger infringement procedures against Romania at EU level. Minister Popescu said that Romania is constantly consulting with Brussels in every piece of legislation adopted in the field and that the decree will be presented on September the 9th on the sidelines of the emergency meeting of EU energy ministers in Prague. Virgil Popescu recalled that European institutions also want to put an end to the conflicting interests and greed of those who speculate the delicate context. Among other things, the decree stipulates that any intermediaries who oversell energy across the distribution chain will receive fines of up to 5% of their turnover. Nearly 3 million school and preschool children start a new school year on Monday. The structure of the new year will comprise five modules separated by five mini-holidays. A number of changes will be operated starting this year. Midterm exams will no longer be compulsory, while the average grade for the secondary cycle of education in Romania, grades 5 to 8, will be discarded as a criterion for enrolling in high schools. At the end of the school year, pupils can no longer be expelled and parents are no longer allowed to raise money for presenting teaching staff with gifts. Referring to some of the unsolved issues ahead of the new school year, Education Minister Sorin Gumpanu recognized that many schools lack fire safety permits. Some 317,000 people entered or left Romania on Friday via all border crossing points. Some 11,000 Ukrainians entered Romania down by 5.46% compared to the previous day. Therefore, starting February 10th, two weeks before the war had started, 
some 2.1 million Ukrainian citizens have entered Romania. The European Commission has accused the Russian giant Gazprom for having suspended its natural gas deliveries to Germany via the Nord Stream pipeline in the Baltic Sea under fallacious pretenses. Gazprom's announcement is another confirmation of its unreliability as a supplier and proof of Russia's cynicism as it prefers to flare gas instead of honoring contracts. European Commission spokesman Eric Mammer tweeted on Friday. Gazprom announced that the Nord Stream pipeline would be shut down pending the repair of a faulty turbine. The announcement risks spiking concern among EU member states, who are trying to avert an energy crisis in the coming winter and who accuse Moscow of using natural gas as a weapon to take revenge for the sanctions the West has imposed on Russia in response to the latter's invasion of Ukraine. Romanian swimmer Rebecca Diaconescu on Friday qualified to the 50-meter backstop final at the World Junior Swimming Championships hosted by Lima, Peru. Romania's track record so far includes five medals, gold in the men's 4 by 100 meter freestyle event, David Popovic, Alexandru Constantinescu, Stefan Cosma and Patrick Sebastian Dinu, gold in the 200 meter freestyle event, David Popovic, silver in the 400 meter freestyle event, Vlad Stanku, silver in the mixed 4 by 100 meter freestyle event, David Popovic, Patrick Sebastian Dino, Rebecca Diaconescu and Bianca Costa, and finally bronze in the 800-meter freestyle event, Vlad Stanku. And now to wrap up the news on Radio Romania International, let's look again at the main stories. Romania's energy minister Virgil Popescu says that the government decree capping energy prices does not breach European legislation, as the National Energy Regulatory Authority had previously claimed. And three million school and preschool children start a new school year on Monday. Coming up next, The Week in Review. Hello and welcome. The Senate and Chamber of Deputies in Bucharest have started on Thursday a new session, their second this year. On the first day of the autumn session, members approved the formation of the Special Committee to amend the legislation governing justice. Passing these amendments is crucial for getting lifted the mechanism for cooperation and verification, which is a landmark for Romania as part of its national plan for recovery and resilience. Amending the laws governing justice, the penal code and the penal procedure code, as well as laws on education, are a priority for members of parliament from the ruling coalition. In addition, the Social Democrats proposed raising the minimum pension point, the average pension point, and the minimum wage 
the latter to 3,000 lei, about 600 euro. The opposition party, USR, is aiming at some bills to lower taxes and also some measures to save money in the state budget. The opposition has announced two simple motions. One has already been filed with the Chamber of Deputies by the USR against Energy Minister Virgil Popescu and another against Education Minister Sorin Campano. On Thursday, the government in Bucharest issued an executive order by which 7.8 million homes would get yet another year of energy prices with a ceiling set on them for electricity and natural gas. This order is paired with a measure setting up a national fund for energy transactions as well as sanctions against energy companies gouging prices. Here is Energy Minister Virgil Popescu. Faimoasa trecerea energiei electrice de la un trei de la altul și ajunge la furnizor pentru a crește prețul artificial al energiei electrice. The famous handing over of electricity from one trader to another, then reaching a provider in order to artificially raise the price of electricity and natural gas, will be severely sanctioned this time. It is not normal to have such a market behavior. Practically, there will be a 5% penalty on turnover a fine which the ANRE now has under its belt to apply. Another novelty is that the energy sector will contribute to a special solidarity energy fund. The impact of measures in this executive order is estimated to be about a billion lei a month, about 200 million euro. The authorities have announced that this fund will be provided with state money in case the solidarity contributions fall short. The authorities in Bucharest on Monday saluted Germany's support for Romania joining the Schengen Free Circulation Space and thanked Chancellor Olaf Scholz for support to this end. In his speech at the European Union meeting in Prague, the German Chancellor said that Romania, Croatia and Bulgaria were meeting all technical requirements for becoming full members of the Schengen Space, which has to be protected and developed. He said that he would take action for the three to become full members. Romanian President Klaus Johannes, writing on social media, underlined that joining the Schengen space was a strategic aim for the country, while Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca said that this would be a major boost for Romanian exports. Chamber of Deputies Speaker Marcel Ciolacu said that this decision would lead to much shorter waiting times at borders for transporters as well. Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu said that Chancellor Scholz's statement of support for Romania joining the Schengen space is extremely important since it is the first time that Germany announces this at the highest level unconditionally. Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu was in Prague this week. On Tuesday and Wednesday, he attended the informal meeting of EU foreign ministers. The agenda of talks included the Russian aggression in Ukraine, including its impact on Russia's relation with the EU. Aurescu invoked the support that Bucharest is granting Kyiv, including the assistance that it gave to the 2.1 million Ukrainian refugees that crossed its border, or the support it provided to combat the food crisis, by facilitating transit of Ukrainian grain through Romania.
The minister emphasized that the need for the European Union and its member states to continue substantial support for Ukraine politically, economically, and in terms of humanitarian aid and international law. Right now, Prague is holding the presidency of the EU Council and was also host for the informal meeting of EU defense ministers. As such, Romania head of defense Vasile Dunku attended the gathering, emphasizing in his speech that the war in neighboring Ukraine has changed the European perception of security and defense. At the same time, Minister Dunku said that the increasing investment in defense would consolidate the EU's resilience and defense capacity for a more effective response to future threats. Upon returning to Bucharest, the minister met on Wednesday Ukrainian Deputy Defense Minister Denis Sharapov, a meeting in which the Romanian official underlined the importance of action taken by NATO and the EU to consolidate security in the region and deterrence against Russian aggression in neighboring Ukraine. And in sports, Romanian David Popovich, the new superstar, this week got two more gold medals, this time in Lima, Peru, and the Junior World Swimming Championships. The first was in the freestyle 4x100-meter relay, and the second in the 200-meter freestyle event. You have been listening to The Week in Review. Now let's listen to the hit of the day, Dora Gaitanovic with a song called Manole. Și nu mai tu ai fi în gâiere între spi. 
Listening to Radio Romania International. World of Culture. Welcome to World of Culture. I'm Eugen Nastan. The English version of the early 20th century Romanian novel Krai de Curta Veche, The Old Court Libertines, was brought out in 2021 in the United States of America. The translator of the novel is Sean Cotter. Sean Cotter teaches comparative literature and translation studies with the University of Dallas in Texas. Sean specializes in modernism and in the theory and history of translation. Sean Cotter also specializes in the literature of Southeast Europe. Matei Caragiale's novel, The Old Court Libertines, was brought out in 1929. It is arguably one of Romanian literature's most relevant novels. Lots of aficionados revolved around the book. According to a classification compiled by the Cultural Observer magazine in the early 2000s, The Old Court Libertines was rated as the best novel in Romanian literature. In Sean Cotter's version, the title in English goes like Rakes of the Old Court. We sat down and spoke to Sean Cotter about the translation process proper, which was completed in 11 years. We also spoke about Sean Cotter's most recent translations and about how he approached Romanian literature. Nu vă mirați că nu suntem foarte la curent în Statele Unite cu literatura românească, dar până la urmă, Northwestern University Press... In the United States of America, Romanian literature is practically unknown. Northwestern University Press has a series dedicated to world literature and publishers were interested in bringing out this book, which is a great novelty for the American readership. I told them it was a very important book, a book of unparalleled beauty, and that it would have been a pity for the American readers not to become familiar with it. My speciality as a university professor of comparative literature is European modernism. I wrote about Lucian Blaga, T.S. Eliot, as well as about other writers of that particular time frame. What I'm trying to say is that reaching out to Matei Caragiale's book 
came as something natural, and I must admit that for me, the translation of that text posed a true challenge. It was a set target for me, the translation of that text, which is being known as partially untranslatable. As far as I am concerned, I take each and every word very seriously. I just cannot leave anything out. So I can quite aptly say mine was a very close connection with the text of Matei Caragiale, who in no way was an ordinary person. The documentation I made proved extremely helpful. I read just about all that was written on Matei Caragiale, ranging from Jekalinescu and Sherban Cioculescu to Nicolae Manolescu and Cosmin Ciotlos. Sherban Cioculescu even compiled a dictionary of words used by Matei Caragiale, which helped me a lot. So the key to penetrating that writer's fictional world was for me to imagine him like a character, to understand how he thought and how he wrote that book. I did need that image so that I could create a bridge between myself and the original text. That is why I am saying that documentation in the case of translation of the book Krai de Kurtaveke, Rakes of the Old Court, was essential. Reading everything that was written about his work and also the biography of Matei Caragiale helped me a lot. I would first characterize Matei Caragiale as a dandy. In the English language literature, there is the type of character author, and Oscar Wilde and Edgar Allan Poe are two such examples. This type of literature, the decadent English language literature, helped me a lot to understand and translate Matei Caragiale, said Sean Cotter. Sean Cotter first arrived in Bucharest in 1994 because of a wrongly placed stamp. He was 23 years old and was working as a volunteer for a governmental organization. Here he is with the details. That's how it happened. I was supposed to go to Kazakhstan. I was a volunteer in a governmental organization, the Peace Corps. And I was very happy that I arrived in Romania, although I didn't know anything about that country. I say it in all honesty. All I knew was that da meant yes and that nu meant no, but I sometimes confuse these words as well. I attended a Romanian language course, which was organized in the building of a general school in Piazza Amzi, Amzi Square. There I learned Romanian intensively for four hours a day. I remember that at that course the teacher challenged us to try translation of the poem by Nikita Stănescu. That short poem which reads like this. Tell me if one day grabbed you and kissed the sole of your foot. Wouldn't you limp a little afterwards for fear of crushing my kiss? As I teach the science of translation at the university, from time to time, I also propose to my students to translate this poem. So in just one year, it must have been translated by over 400 students. So we can say that it is the most translated poem from the Romanian language. Romanian literature is very close to my soul. My passion for Romanian literature is actually my life, Sean Corte confessed. And that was the world of culture.
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. Welcome, I'm Cristina Matescu. For some years, the writer and anglicist Monica Pilat has undertaken to reconstruct her family's recent history. The granddaughter of the poet Ion Pilat, she is related on her father's side to the Bretiano family, from among whose ranks hailed some of Romania's greatest politicians. Her foray into her family's history began with a biography of her father, Dinu Pilat, a leading interwar intellectual who spent time in the communist prisons in the early 1960s because he wrote a novel whose theme was not to the liking of the Communist Party. In 2021, Monica Pilat published a book about her family on her mother's side, focusing on her grandfather, Gheorghe Ene Filipescu. Born in 1884, the latter hailed from a poor peasant family. When he was very young, he left barefoot from Oltenica to Bucharest to find employment, although he still didn't know how to read or write. He was hired as an apprentice in a shoemaking workshop, and years later would himself open his own luxury shoe workshop on Cala Victoriei, in the very centre of the capital city. In 1929, Gheorghe Filipescu won an important award in Barcelona in recognition of his achievements, and back home he was elected president of the Professional Trade Union of Shoemakers in Romania. He also became a member of parliament on behalf of the Social Democratic Party. Horia Roman Patapievich tells us more about this fascinating figure. There's a great phrase in the customer's book of his shoe shop on Cala Victoriei, in which in fact characterizes his craft. They give the foot intelligence. A customer wrote this comment to praise the shoes made by Filipescu. I believe the phrase perfectly characterizes Monica Pilat's grandfather. He is the embodiment of a success story from interwar Romania. He was a man who started out from the bottom of the ladder and rose through decency and talent. We recognize in his rise the fulfillment in a society that allowed him to start from nothing only to reach the country's elites. It's important to note this fact, that the elites were also made up of people who started from very low, like Gheorghe Ene Filipescu. It's the history of a man who embodies everything we like, that attracts us and continues to fascinate us about interwar Romania, a country where there was both good and bad, but where freedom allowed for beauty to come to the fore. Starting from his own life experience, Gheorghe Ene Filipescu wanted to help others through his political involvement. Horia Roman Patapievich also spoke about this aspect of his biography. I used to be prejudiced against Gheorghe Ene Filipescu's being a social democrat and cherishing the word socialism, but he helped me understand that you can view and experience socialism so that its outcome and in my opinion the outcome is always denial of freedoms, misery and eventually terror, to appear in a different light. He was a poor man who embraced the socialist cause when he was very young. 
The book contains two texts dictated by Anna Filipescu to his daughter Cornelia Pilat, Monica Pilat's mother. One dating from the summer of 1936 and published in a brochure in 1938, it's called A Voice from Among the People to the Elites. His speech in Parliament is called Remarks on Crafts. So that's what his socialism looked like, although he ended up being killed by the socialists, not his type of socialists, but others who claimed to espouse the same principles. So Gheorghe Nefilipescu's socialism is about access to prosperity through hard work, freedom for the crafts, opportunities for craftspeople to amass wealth through ownership of property and by giving profit a role in the social order. Filipescu very clearly rejected the denial of freedom and the control of thoughts. He explicitly condemns this in his 1938 brochure. Filipescu's socialism is the socialism of the craftspeople, of the freedom of the craft, of the superiority that comes from hard work. A superior man, in his opinion, is someone who enhances what he has received and who produces more than he was given. Despite his adhesion to the socialist cause, the communists who came to power after 1947 sent Filipescu to prison as part of a process aimed at cleansing interwar institutions. Georgen Filipescu died in prison in 1952, and his body was thrown into a mass grave in Târgu Ogna. Dear friends, next in this program we have our traditional music feature. Today we revisit a great personality of Romanian traditional song, Maria Ciobanu, whose birthday is on September the 3rd. She is one of the most popular interpreters in Romania. We start off with a uh, song from her area where she was born. Thank you. 
Maria Ciobanu was born in the historic area of Olt with a distinctive musical sound. She was from a musical family. Her father played wind instruments while her mother actually created folklore. She debuted in 1961 with the Chocodlia Ensemble and became its soloist in a year.
Maria Ciobanu collected songs from all the areas of Oltenia, mastering the special techniques of vocal interpretation from that specific folklore area. Here she is with another of her songs. Țin minte, mai dragă Maria Câte vorbe bune-mi spune-i mie Vorbele pe care mi le-ai spus mai Toate nimimioară eu le-am pus Azi încânte cele împletesc Și cu drag mărieț mulțumesc Ziceai să cânt toată viața mea Jiul nostru scump și dragostea Toată frumusețea gorjului, Dorul și dragostea omului. Cum le cântai tu, dragă Maria, Când erau strugurii coți vie. Maria Ciobanu took her interpretive art all over the world, all over the continents. Her three children are also singers. We wrap up with yet another typical Oltanian song. Do 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 do
Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a new edition of Listener's Letterbox with me, Daniel Beals, at the microphone. Hopefully, we are having the last days of summer here in this part of the world where the hot season has become hotter and hotter, and the cold one is almost non-existent, as we are now having six months of autumn instead of the winter that many of us used to know with blizzard, snow and wintry days. The months of July and August were incredibly hot here in Romania, a country heavily affected by drought this year, as the season proved to be very scarce in rain. I mentioned in a previous edition of this mailbag program that in traditional calendar, the month of July is known as Oven, and August this year was also another July, if you ask me, with very hot temperatures and plenty of muggy weather. Due to the global warming, in the past 15 years or so, September has proved to be another summer month. The days aren't that hot, though, and the discomfort index doesn't go up this month like in July or August. But enough of the weather now, let's have a look at some of the messages we have received from you, our listeners, in the past week. The first one to acknowledge in this program comes from Siddhartha Bhattacharya of... Karakpur, West Bengal, India. Quoting from his letter. Date, August the 28th. Time, 5.30 hours to 6 hours UTC. Frequency, 17760 kHz. Weak signal today. Here I submit audio file of your broadcast. Hope it will be great help for you. Mr. Bhattacharya also has two questions for us. Question 1. Do you celebrate Teacher's Day in your country? And question two, do you produce coconut in your country? Thank you very much indeed for the accurate reception report, Mr. Bhattacharya. As for the questions, we do celebrate teachers here as on October the 5th, it is the International Teacher's Day and we do not grow coconut in our country, not yet. But with the global warming and the rising temperatures, one day we will, undoubtedly. Some people are thinking here of cultivating oranges and bananas instead of apples and pears. Time now for another message. The next one comes from a faithful listener of ours from Alberta in Canada. His name is Richard Lemke and wrote the following, quote, Shortwave hobbyist since 1982, listener for 
40 years now. Shortwave excellence and enjoyment of the hobby. Canadian International DX Club, Canada's National Radio Club, founded in 1962, celebrating our 60th anniversary year. I am a proud member since 1984. Richard has sent in a couple of very accurate reception reports from which I am quoting details. Sunday show, hearing about archives, newspaper director, all that jazz, George Enescu, 1987, in the spotlight, heard Jewish studies, Holocaust, Washington DC, Shane Dixon. Very accurate details in Richard's latest reception report, I might say. I noticed that he listened to one of the shows in our series in the spotlight. So needless to say that we have a QSL card on its way to Alberta in Canada. Now let's move on and say hello to another Indian listener of ours, as Radio Romania International boasts a good community of Indian listeners. We know that because we have constantly received lots and lots of letters from that part of the world. The next letter I am quoting from today comes from Jayanta Chakrabarty of New Delhi. I am pleased to send another report to my favorite radio station, Radio Romania International. I listened to your English broadcast via shortwaves with good reception quality. I appreciate the style of presentation of the program. I will be thankful to have my report verified with a printed QSL card. I will also appreciate receiving some postcards and postage stamps of Romania for my personal collection. Here are the details of the report and my comments. Date August the 28th, 2022. Time 5.30 to 6 hours UTC. The frequency 17760 kHz. Quality of reception 43444. Language English. Brief details of the news program that I enjoyed listening. Radio Romania International reported on Ukraine's Zaporozhia nuclear power plant, which is in occupation by Russian forces. While both Russia and Ukraine blamed each other, international experts have expressed concern of artillery fire causing a major disaster. As a precautionary measure, residents in the area have been advised to take pills for protection against possible radiation. In another report related to the Russia-Ukraine war, refugees continue to cross the Romanian border. Romanian border police have reported over 500,000 new immigrants to have entered Romania. Till date, some 2.1 million displaced persons have entered the country since two weeks prior to the start of the war in February. It is a Herculean humanitarian task for the Romanian government to manage this large influx of people. Radio Romania International reported on the crash of a light aircraft in northwestern Romania on August the 28th morning. One of the two passengers is in coma. Meanwhile, Bucharest Court is investigating into another plane crash in a southern county in Romania which killed two persons. In sports news, Romania's women's polo team is to play with Greece at the European Polo Championships in Croatia. And in tennis, Romania's seventh seeded Simona Halep is to play against Ukraine's Snigger 
in the US Open Women's Singles. Radio Romania International has a significant community of listeners in Japan as well. One of its members is Mikio Koara, who writes to us from Osaka, quoting from his letter. I have listened to your English broadcasting service for Japan, so I sent in a reception report for July. Broadcast was good to fair. Date, August the 27th. The frequency monitored was 97.90 kHz. Sinpo 54444. Good. News. Leo and Euro value. Economy worsens. Moldova celebrates 30 years of independence. European citizenship mechanism. Education system. Sports news. Weekend topics. Ukraine president says Crimea is our territory. Romanian political party policies. Forest environmental protection policy. Song by male singer I Believe, World of Culture interview with an award-winning film director. Encyclopedia, scat songs, jazz songs, DX mailbag introduction of letters and reception reports from listeners in the UK, USA, Slovakia, India. Music, Romanian folk music. The reception condition of English broadcasts for Japan is good. However, the second half was a little noisy. In Japan, the coronavirus, which is said to be the seventh wave, is prevalent and nationwide 20,300 million people are infected. This is because more people who have never been tested before are now being tested. If the number of infected people does not decrease quickly, it will be difficult to accept foreign tourists. I'd like to listen to Radio Romania International English program from now on. Thank you for the service. Domo arigato gozaimasu Mikio for the accurate report of reception and we inform you that we have a QSL card on its way to the land of the rising sun. So wait for the mailman. Well, friends, this is all we have time for in this program. We thank all our listeners for taking time to listen to our programs and to send in reception reports. Until next time, from me, Daniel Bilz, it's goodbye and good listening. Listener's Letterbox Focus on Romania Coming up next on Radio Romania International... Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm your host, Lacamara Simeon. Today's program features two famous Romanian artists, performers of fiddler's music, Fanica and Damian Luca. They will be performing next on the Panpipe, a well-known song performed at the start of the 20th century by many artists, both on the violin and the panpipe. The piece is called I Got One Penny and I Spend It on Booze.
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15320 and 17670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>